Episode 73, How to be polite in English. Hello everyone, and welcome, or welcome back, to our simple English podcast. My name is Ruben, and you're listening to the podcast which helps you to learn English by listening to simple but authentic English content. Today, we are going to be talking about something very English, and that is politeness. How to be polite. First of all, we need to define polite. And polite, I think, is an interesting word because it doesn't always translate exactly from one language to another. Different cultures have a different idea of what being polite means. Um, the inspiration for this episode, the idea for this episode, came from a lecture I went to recently at university, a lecture uh, about Greek, uh, modern Greek, the Greek language, and uh, the lecturer explained that in Greece and in the Greek language, politeness, being polite, works very differently. In Greece, when you meet someone, even for the first time, the priority, the most important thing, is showing that person that you have a close relationship, really showing that you are friends with that person. And for this reason, Greek people mm, speak normally in a more direct way. Uh, for example, they use more physical contact and they yeah they just speak in a more direct way to show that they are your friend to show that you are close that is what is considered polite uh, but in England this is not the case politeness in England is all about showing respect and maintaining distance. It's about not disturbing the other person, okay? Not annoying the other person. That is what being polite in English means. And so the lecturer said, for example, that English people quite often say that Greek people are very friendly and very kind very hospitable, but they might say that Greek people are not very polite, in inverted commas, open in inverted commas, not very polite, close inverted commas. That's what English people might say sometimes. And this is not because Greeks are not polite, it's just that the idea of politeness, the culture, the concept, rather, of politeness 
is culture-specific. Politeness is relative. Yeah, politeness is subjective. There is not just one way of being polite, but it depends on what the goal is, what the priority is. In Greece, for example, the priority is being friendly, whereas in England, the priority is meaning maintaining respect, maintaining distance and not disturbing the other person. And the really interesting thing is that this idea of politeness even influences the language, and that's what we will talk about today. Uh, some ways in which you can use the English language to be polite. Uh, I will go on and give some examples now about how we can be polite when speaking English. But first, I do want to say, of course, that this podcast, this episode, is a generalization. It is a general idea. Of course, it is not possible to say all English people are X. Um, but it is true that there are general ideas, general behaviors which we can see. That being said... How do we be polite in English? One very important part of politeness in English is saying please and saying thank you. Please and thank you. Parents, um, if they have young children, they tell their children all the time, you must remember to say please and to say thank you. Um... And of course, I think in every language, you say thank you when someone does you a favor, um, when someone does something nice to you. Uh, we say in English, do to do a favor to someone, or to do a, to do someone a favor. Um, and of course, in in all languages, if someone does does you a favor, then it's normal to say thank you. Um, but in England, we actually take this to the next level and we say thank you all the time, maybe in situations where uh, we don't even need to say thank you uh, because it is polite. Um, for example, I um, say thank you um, to the staff, the people who work in a restaurant, every single time they put something on the table. And my family do the same. I remember one time I was on holiday in Spain with my family when I was younger. And a waiter, a uh, waiter is the person who brings things to and from the table in the restaurant. A waiter brought four drinks to the table. And the waiter put my dad's drink on the table. And my dad said, thank you. But <laughs> it wasn't just my dad that said thank you. Oh no, I also said thank you, and my mum said thank you, and my brother said thank you, just for my dad's drink. Then the waiter put my mum's drink on the table, and again, we all said thank you. In total, the waiter put four drinks on the table, and received 16 thank yous. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the waiter said... Why do you say thank you every time? Why don't you just say thank you once at the end? Once I've put all the drinks down, why don't you just say thank you once? And we didn't know what to say. We think maybe it is a British thing um, that we will be polite. Sometimes, even when I walk past people on the street, I say thank you. 
uh, to them almost for no reason uh, because it's it's a habit. Um, and another thing, another way of saying thank you that we use all the time is the word cheers. Um, now cheers, mm, you might have heard that we say the word cheers when we toast someone um, to toast with a with a glass. I mean, imagine I don't know you're at um, a wedding and. Um, Someone raises their glass, their glass of wine, for example, and they say, cheers to the bride and groom. And everyone says, cheers. And then you uh, touch the glasses together. You go um, like that with the glasses. You clink the glasses. Um, and th th this is a, a place where you would say cheers. But cheers in, in British English also means thank you. Um, so we say it all the time to mean thank you, but it's kind of less strong than thank you. It's not a big thank you, it's just a little ah, cheers. And so, I don't know, if someone holds a door open for you, you'll say cheers. If, um, I don't know, you walk past someone and you walk a little bit close to them, you might say cheers. Um, if, I don't know, there are lots and lots of situations all the time um, where you'll say cheers. Um, and the other word... I mean, cheers literally means thank you. But the other word we use all the time in similar situations is the word sorry. It's true. English people are actually famous for saying sorry all the time. Um, I'll give you an example that might seem strange if you're from another country. Um, imagine you are in a supermarket and you are looking for, I don't know, some carrots Okay, some carrots, and you go to the vegetable aisle, um, that is the, the part of the supermarket, the aisle where there are vegetables, um, and you go to the vegetable aisle and you look for carrots. You're standing there, you're trying to find the carrots, um, you haven't found them yet, but then someone else comes and stands next to you, um, because maybe they are also buying vegetables. <laughs> in such a situation, when someone walks near you or stands next to you, it's very normal to say sorry. That's right, to say sorry. Why Why sorry? I don't know. Maybe you are sorry that you are in their way, that they want to find the vegetables and you are making them take more time. You're slowing them down. Um, to slow down means to make someone slower, to make them take more time. Uh, maybe that's why, but sometimes there is no real reason. There is no particular reason. You're not actually slowing them down. Um, but if you just walk past someone or walk near to someone or someone comes near you, <laughs> we often say sorry. Um... I think we are very fond of our personal space. We really like our personal space. Uh, personal space is the space, the area around us in England. This is also part of being polite, is allowing people to have personal space. Uh, not going too close to someone else physically. And uh, if someone gets too close, if someone comes into our physical space or we go into theirs, we often say, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Although, sometimes, I must say, it's not always a properly pronounced sorry, the word sorry. We sometimes just say it like, sorry, or sorry. Or if you're kind of in a quiet place, I don't know, a library, and someone walks past, you might just say, sorry. 
sorry. It's almost one syllable, um, and you just hear the s even. Um, but this is a word we use all the time. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. If you want to seem more polite in England, even if you've done nothing wrong and you have no reason to apologise, just say sorry, and people will think you're very polite. The next word I mentioned uh, is the word please. And this is an interesting word because you can translate it into other languages, but it's used a bit differently in England. Um, of course, the main use is to make a request more polite. I don't know, imagine you are um, with some friends and you are eating, maybe you're eating a meal at their house, and you ask if they could give you the salt, if they could pass you the salt, so you can add salt to your food. It would be very, very normal to ask, could you pass me the salt, please? Or please pass me the salt. And so you will add this word, please, to make the request more polite. If you just say, give me the salt or pass me the salt, even among friends, in English, this sounds mm, not very polite. Now, this word please is interesting because, like I say, you can translate it. For example, you can translate it into Greek um, with the word parakalo. But it works very differently because in Greek, parakalo actually can make a request less polite. Why? Because it's less friendly. If you say parakalo when you're asking something from a friend in Greek, they will think that something is wrong. They will think this is very formal, that something is very... Mm, yeah, that mm, something is not quite right. To be friendly in Greek, you would not say parakalo, you would ignore it. And so mm, that is actually how you be more polite in Greek, because remember, in Greece, friendliness and politeness are considered the same, whereas in England, Politeness is considered mm, to be more related to respect and distance. And so saying please is an absolute must. All the time, even with friends, you really should say please. <laughs> and this brings me to the next point, which is in general, making requests in English is very complicated. Uh, in Greek, if you were to ask for the salt at the meal table, you could just say, I don't know, Mudinistoalati, which would translate literally as, you give me the salt. Or you could say, Vosmutoalati, give me the salt. Uh, but in English, both of these would sound not good. I mean, you give me the salt doesn't make any sense, actually, using the present tense. You cannot do this in English. You cannot use the present tense to make a request. Um, but you could use the imperative. You could say, give me the salt. Give. Um, but this would sound very, very unpolite. Really, only if you're having an argument with someone and you say, right, that's it. Give me the salt. No, only then would you would you say this. Otherwise, it would be very unpolite. Instead, in English, we add all sorts of extra words to make a polite uh, a request more polite, to ask for something in a polite way. For example, please, could you give me the salt? 
Okay, the verb could. Could you give me the salt? Please, could you give me the salt? May you pass me the salt? Again, may. May you do this. May you do that. Similar to could, maybe even more polite. Can you please pass me the salt? That's another one, the verb to be able to. You can. Can you pass me the salt? But even better is may you pass me the salt or could you pass me the salt? <laughs> would you mind passing me the salt? This is a crazy one. You're literally asking, would it be a problem if you passed me the salt? Would you mind passing me the salt? Um, would you mind is the conditional of the verb to mind. For example, if you say, I don't mind, it means um, it doesn't matter to me. It's not important to me. I don't mind. Um, would you mind passing me the salt? Would you mind please passing me the salt? Or even, <laughs> if you want to be super polite, um, you could say, Could I be a pain and ask you to pass me the salt? This one is a favourite of mine. Could I be a pain and ask you to pass me the salt? Um, to be a pain means to annoy someone, to do something annoying. Could I be a pain and ask you to pass me the salt? Um, I am a pain, is what you're saying. I don't want to be a pain, but please pass me the salt. Could I be a pain and ask you to pass me the salt? <laughs> That's a crazy example of English politeness. Um, I don't actually recommend you say that. That's I say that sometimes, but I think that's a bit over the top. That's a bit exaggerated. Um, would you mind please passing me the salt is probably the limit. Um, could you please pass me the salt or may you please pass me the salt is uh, perfect. Um, so, yeah, we, we do this because... Requests alone uh, in English are considered very direct, so we use these structures to make them uh, more polite and more soft. They sound very weird, though, I know, for people who are not native speakers of English. So what I recommend you do is listen to this part of the episode uh, multiple times. Um, listen to it again and again uh, to kind of absorb these structures naturally so that they sound uh, natural to you, so that you are used to them. Um, and then when you want to make a request, a polite request in English, all you'll have to do is repeat um, what you've heard. Um, I really recommend, yeah, you, you listen to this again. Time is running out for this episode. I don't want it to be very long, but the final thing that I wanted to talk about um, in this episode about being polite in English is the word you. And this is quite interesting. I don't know if uh, you know this, people who are listening. Um, I think there are native speakers of English who don't know this, but English used to have two ways of saying you. Uh, if anyone speaks French, uh, then you will know that in French there are two words for you. There is tu and there is vous. And tu is the informal version. It's what you use with friends and family and people that you know well. And it's, it's impolite, really. It's informal. On the other hand, vous is used for people that you don't know, especially for people who are older than you, uh, maybe with professors, teachers, um, anyone who you have 
more respect with. It's it's a way of being polite in French. And in English, we actually used to have the exact same thing. There used to be two ways of saying you. One impolite and one polite. One formal and one informal, let's say. And the informal form was lost. Now, the informal form is the word thou, spelt T-H-O-U, thou. Now, <laughs> if you read Shakespeare, or very, very old, not old English, because that means something else, but uh, English from, I don't know, 400 years ago, you will find this word thou is used, and it means you. Um, and it has a whole range of other uh, derivatives, for example, thy, which means your, um, or I can't even remember, thine, which is the same, but it depends on what follows. Either way, there there is a whole, um, you also conjugate the verb differently. Instead of saying you are, you say thou art. And this was like tu es in French. Um, except the thing is, English people are so polite that we stopped using thou. Uh, we started saying only you, 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 all the time. It was as if French people just stopped using tu and use only vous, 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 vous. And now in English, it would sound very weird if you said thou. Um, people will only say you. Except I have heard that there is an island somewhere, I think in the Caribbean, where... Um, people still speak using thou because they have been isolated and some of the only written English they have on the island is a King James Bible, a Bible, the book of Christianity, the Bible. Um, the King James edition is an, an old edition of the Bible um, where people speak using thou. And so uh, because this is the only source of written English on this island, people apparently speak using thou. I can't remember what the island is, but I want to find out. I want to visit it one day. But anyway, I thought that was a nice little anecdote. The English people are so polite, we always use the polite form to say you. And whenever we say you, we are actually being very, very polite and very formal. Of course, this isn't really the reason. There are other reasons, grammatical reasons, mm, syntactical reasons as to why the word thou stopped being used. But I like to think that it's because, yeah, English people are so polite that uh, we chose to use you all the time. That is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I meant to say thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. Cheers. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um, I hope you have learned something new about how to be polite in English and um, how this might be different if you are from another country to how you be polite in your country and your language um, like I say, listen to this episode more than once if you want to absorb some of those structures and words, especially those related to forming requests um, I hope um, you have enjoyed the episode um, if you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to leave a comment um, on your podcast platform um, you can also send me an email at podcast 
um, no, what is it? Uh, inquiries.rjc.tutoring at gmail.com. Um, the link is, well, the email address is in the description of this episode. Um, please remember to share this podcast with your friends if you think they will find it interesting or help them to learn English. Um, remember to leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. A five-star review would help this podcast to grow and reach other people, and it will make me happy. So please do it. It would be very polite. Um, Yeah, thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.